Well, hello and welcome everyone to this episode five of the Resilient Leadership Podcast. And everything we do here is aimed at helping you lead with greater sense of calm, clarity, and conviction, even in anxious times. And I'd love to introduce my co-host, Bridget. Bridget, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you know what I want to clarify for our listeners right away? Because if they've been listening to all the episodes, we're at episode five, they might have picked up on something. (laughs) And that is that sometimes I have called you Irvine, and sometimes I have pronounced it Irvin. And I want them to understand why, because you and I go back a long ways. I mean, we've known each other for years. We, we do, right? yes. Originally, okay. I'm from Northern Ireland, and I grew up in the, um, my name there is Irvin. And when I came to the US, a lot of people pronounce it Irvine. So I really go by both. But yeah. when I talk about home and, and growing up, and when I go home, everyone still calls me Irvin. Yeah. Well, so I was using Irvine and you never corrected me until we started doing this podcast. (laughs) So that's why I was using both pronunciations, but I stand corrected and I now use Irvine. So there we go. There we go. Clarified for listeners. And you see, this is a wonderful segue because there you are being very empathetic and understanding how I might feel. And today's episode, actually, you know, if there is a buzzword around leadership today, it is around empathy. And leaders are always, you've got to be more empathetic. And the more empathetic you are, the better. But today's episode is a little bit provocative because the title is, Are You Doing Empathy Wrong? And we both have a very particular uh, understanding of what it means to be empathetic and some of the pitfalls that may come. So Bridget, why don't you kick us off today? Yeah, well, I think my understanding of the pitfalls of empathy started when I became acquainted with Ed Friedman's work. We mentioned Ed Friedman and Murray Bowen in our first episode. And uh, the very first time I listened to Ed Friedman, he called it the fallacy of empathy. Mm. And he was the only person at that time, and this was years ago, who was really speaking to the liabilities of empathy as opposed to it being the be-all and end-all of leadership. And I was hooked. I wanted to know more about that. So what we're going to talk about is why it does matter, because in fact it does. But what is that shadow side, shall we say, of empathy? Mm -hmm. And how do we make sure we don't get tripped up by it? But maybe let's start by clarifying terms. Like, like Irvin, what's empathy and is it different from sympathy? Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think, you know, commonly we interchange terms and actually they are very different. So empathy, let's just start with empathy. You know, I think empathy, the best way, and it's commonly used, and it's a great way, is the ability to walk in someone else's shoes. So it's the ability to, first of all, understand what a person is going through. And secondly, the ability, and we talked about this in our last episode, these mirror neurons, this ability to um, begin to feel in ourselves as well, what an other person is going through. So that really at the core is what empathy is around. So say, for example, a good friend of your calls and they say that someone has passed and you just listening to their voice. And just in that listening, you can feel yourself becoming sad. You can almost feel a tear coming to your, your eyes. And that's really, you've, you've become empathetic for them and you've begun to feel with them as well. Mm-hmm. The second term of sympathy is interesting because I think sympathy is a related term, but it's this ability to have feeling to, to, to feeling towards someone else without necessarily 
walking in their shoes or feeling. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, you can scroll through your feed for the day and you can see that someone's dog has died and um, you can understand that that must be something that's very upsetting to the person. You could even write a little note, I'm really sorry for it. You can be sympathetic towards them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually feeling what they're feeling as well. Yeah, that's an important distinction because that I like that phrase, walking in the shoes of. I think highly empathetic people have this intuitive ability to just really not only pick up on all the moods and emotions and you know thoughts and feelings of other people, even they could just be in a room and they sense it, but they also have this capacity to be over there on the other side and really walk in that person's shoes. So- why would that be an important thing for leadership? Because I, we do want to go on the record as saying that <laughs> empathy matters to leadership. We're not here saying, don't be empathetic. Absolutely. So, so what does it make possible for leaders? Yeah, You know, as someone who has devoted a lot of their career to emotional intelligence, believe me, I agree with you. Empathy is yeah. important. And why is it important? Because I think what we know is there's a lot of research done on workplace cultures that are very effective in both retaining people and being productive. And what are some of the common things that we see in these places? That there is a level of trust, um, yeah. that people trust each other, and there's a trust between your, the leader and also uh, the people who are followers of the leader. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of connection there, that people feel connected to one another. There's, there's a belonging, and you know, I think it's a wonderful word, a sense of belonging yeah. And people are bought into the culture and they feel, and this is critically important, listened to. It doesn't actually mean that their, their ideas are always followed, but at least they feel they're respected and listened to. You know, there's a term that came out quite a few years ago called psychological safety. People feel safe enough to voice their opinion, feel listened to. And yeah. at the core of all those things is empathy. Because right. empathy is this ability to make connection. Empathy is this yeah. ability to build trust. Empathy is an ability as well to help people see that they have been seen and also heard. Uh, and this is at the core, such a powerful human need. Oh, that, that desire to feel seen and heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is so deep in our core. Yeah. And we know when we have been and we know when we haven't been, right? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, we follow leaders who care, mm. who care about us, who care about the mission, who care about the work. And if you don't care, if I sense that you don't care about me, I will comply if I have to, but I will not commit. And so that's also what's at stake, right? Is that yeah. we want people to be all in. And they're not going to be all in if we can't convey with empathy that we care about them, that we understand them, that we connect to their whole human, you know, human needs, not just the role they perform for us. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really critical. And you know, Bridget, it's also the ability in the moment to recognize when more empathy is needed than not. So mm -hmm. I remember I was coaching a client and we were talking about great bosses that they had in the past. And I said, you know, who's the best boss you ever had and why? Hmm. And they said, you know, they had an amazing ability to recognize when they needed to spend more time and in that moment know that I was listened to. And I said, well, how did they do that? They said, you know, I went into them once and I was very concerned about something. And they picked it up immediately. They got up off their desk. They walked around and 
they pulled up a chair and they created a connection. Really interesting. Created a connection. And they were just there for me. I felt it only lasted maybe three minutes, but I felt I'd been listened to 100%. Mm. As opposed to say someone who just looks up and say, yes, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy at the moment right. or, or just stay behind the desk and you've got this barrier of the desk between them. But yeah. the, you know what people know when they've been listened to. Right. And, and that's why it's so incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm putting myself in the shoes of our listeners right now. And I'm wondering, are some people thinking, you know, I don't consider myself the most naturally empathetic person. Do I fake it? You know, what do I do? And I think it comes down to just every human being can, in moments, make another person feel listened to. Yes. Right? And every human being can make another person feel cared for. That's within everybody's ability. So whether you rate yourself as highly empathetic or not so empathetic, uh, there's a sweet spot here. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I think, Bridget, it's an interesting point there because we often think of empathy as something soft and mushy if you had to describe it. But really, you know, what we've been talking about here is focus. So in other words, can yeah. I pull away all the different distractions and focus on this person in front of me and just listen? That, that, that We're talking really about a skill here. Yeah. Rather, and, and I think, you know, anyone can have that skill with training. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's now move to some of the pitfalls. So we, we're both on record as saying empathy is incredibly important. <laughs> but what do you think, Bridget, for you, are some of the pitfalls of empathy when it comes to leading others? Yeah, I think there's probably, mm, I'm going to say at least three that come to mind. And mm. the first one I'm going to say is that Sometimes when we are in a highly empathetic state and we're managing people, it can prevent us from dealing quickly and swiftly and well with performance issues. You know, we just, we just feel badly, you know? And so now who are we really feeling badly for? Is it them or us? (laughs) You know, you can make a case that sometimes we're not having the conversation because we don't want to feel uncomfortable, but whatever the case may be it can get in the way of having those crucial conversations. So I think that's one thing. I think decision-making, like if you have to make an unpopular decision or you, if you have to make a decision that you know is going to cause other people to struggle mm-hmm. and you're highly empathetic, that's tough. Yeah. And yet sometimes we are called as leaders to do just that, you know? And I think, I think the other pitfall is is really kind of something we talked about in the last episode with emotional contagion. People with a high degree of empathy have a more porous membrane around them, shall we say. They, because they sense and tune into and pick up on other people's emotions and moods easily, it can also infect them more easily. And that can over time lead to burnout, right? So there are some shadow sides to it. Uh, and, you know, it's funny that you said we both want to go on record as saying that empathy matters. And, and we kind of chuckled about that. But listen, this is such a hot topic for people that like Paul Bloom, who is a he's a psychologist. I can't remember what university, but he wrote a book, something like a, The Case Against Empathy or something. And he got like hate mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, serious hate mail. Right. And so um, so we want to have a balanced yeah, perspective yeah. on this. That's what it's really about, right? 
Yeah. You know, and, and I think a, a wonderful way maybe of expressing that, Bridget, might be, you know, empathy is, is it's a beautiful skill to have. And some people are more comfortable using it than others. I'll put my hand up here, but it can be overused. Yes. And this is what we're really talking about, where empathy mm-hmm. is getting in the way and it's being overused. Yeah. In fact, I think it's Corn Ferry that did this really interesting study of emotional intelligence, right? And and all the EQ abilities, empathy is one of them. And they had people rate leaders on these emotional intelligence abilities and then looked at their overall rating and their effectiveness. And you know what was really surprising is the leaders who scored really high in empathy, but low in the other emotional intelligence domains were the least effective. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets at what you were saying, which is we can overuse it. We can use it in a way where it's not balanced with other important uh, dimensions and skills. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just know from my own leadership journey, uh, when I was leading an organization as well, I mean, I really did fall into the empathy trap. And I found myself not making important decisions Now, I rationalized it. I said, (laughs) I'm not making these important decisions because I don't have enough data or not ready. But really, at the core of it was, I wanted people to like me, and I was afraid that I would disturb relationships or have to face people and tell them bad news. Yeah. And that was something very uncomfortable, understandably. Yeah, and Um, watch them struggle, right? Absolutely. and, And I think part of how we balance empathy is and, and deploy it well is that we've got to develop greater tolerance mm-hmm. for the struggles of others for the dis- disappointing others right we have to grow that muscle and that that can be harder for some than it is for others right yeah so what about what about this balance this notion of balancing empathy with like accountability because what you were just saying there Irvin was like you weren't holding people accountable per no. se. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how do we do both? It's not an either or. So speak yeah, it's, it's such a great question, you know, because I think, you know, the way I like to look at it is organizations have a, a culture around accountability as well. And, and yeah. sometimes, um, you know, I, w- I had created an organization that really was not accountable in many different levels. And so therefore, I think there is a balance. I think there's a balance between making sure that everyone is heard is respected is valued and feels belonging feels belonging but at the same time is also clear that they have a role which is vitally important to the outcome the success the mission of the organization mm-hmm. and those two are equally important it's almost you know it's it's uh, i'm thinking of a 360 tool i use called the 360 circle leadership circle. Yeah, I remember it, that tool. It, yeah. And it measures, you know, the people along as well with the task. And I think those are two important things. So I think accountability is first of all the leadership accountability. Are we holding people accountable to the work and their role in the organization? But you know, I think accountability as well is deeper than just the leader's accountability. I think as well in good organizations we have accountability for each other. Yes. And you know, I think the leader is the ultimate authority when it comes to accountability, but I think as well, we hold each other accountable. Right. So I think, you know, if someone is not performing, um, it's not just the leader's role to say, hey, you're not performing or, but in a good team, it's like, you know what? You committed to this and you're not doing it. Right. 
and you know, so often we can say, well, that's not my role or I shouldn't speak yeah. up, et cetera. And I think there you, you almost see like empathy um, in, um, kind of coming in. And I think though both of those are incredibly important. Yes. You know, I think this is one of the biggest struggles of leaders to balance connection with accountability, to balance empathy with holding people to results. It's just not easy. And I think, you know, sometimes we err on one side or the other, right? But I'm thinking of that, you know, the best example I ever saw of this was not a leader. Well, he was a leader, but it wasn't a leader I was coaching. He was a coach of my daughter's soccer team. Oh, I love it. And so my daughter played soccer all the way through college. So since she was five, so we had many, many coaches. And there was one who got this balance so well, and he was mm. exceptional. And so what I observed is all of the, the girls on the team uh, really were connected to him. They really liked him. They liked to go to practice. I could see he had banter. You know, I could see he had connection with them and not just with the group, but with individuals, you know. But you know what? He held them accountable. They knew where the line was. He expected a lot out of them. And if they didn't live up to those expectations, he had no problem telling them. So they were incredibly well-behaved and respectful, yet connected. And I just give him so much credit. I've just never seen somebody strike that balance so well. And the, the team's performance really showed it. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Love that example. Yeah, it's a great yeah. example. Yeah. So what else can we say? I think there's another thing we have to talk about, balance. And that's and it, it's it's how we get to this good place of being both results oriented and empathetic, and that's understanding the difference between empathy and compassion. Can mm. you speak to that for a minute? You know, it's really interesting because again, these are two terms that are used, and at times we can misunderstand. But it's interesting, you know, some of the neuroscientific research coming out about the parts in the brain that are most active when these two words are being used. So, so empathy, so empathy, as we talked about, it's this ability to walk in another person's shoes to feel what they're feeling. And therefore, no surprise that when a person's feeling empathy, the part of the brain that seems to operate more is the limbic system. And the limbic system is the part of the brain where we know a lot of emotional processing is happening. Yeah. So when it comes to empathy, there's a lot of uh, uh, emotional weight happening there and a lot of emotional processing. Now, when it comes to compassion, and of course, you know, compassion is this, it's yes, the ability to feel, but also there's a movement there. We're moving now into action. Yes. And what's interesting there is that the part in the brain that is more involved is the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so we know when it comes to compassion, yes, there is emotion, but it's quickly moving beyond the emotion. Yes. And now we're implementing much more cognitive thought about how to respond, what to do about this. Yes. And I think those two are really interesting. I, you know, part of the research coming out is that people who display more compassion are less likely to be burnt out. Yes. That is, that is really interesting, is it not? Yes. Because totally. somehow there is less wear and tear. Yes. On the body and on the nervous system. Yes. When we're practicing compassion, because we're not just in the limbic system, which which can be a very reactive place, right? Yeah. Where we can become overwhelmed by our emotion. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So 
I think what we're really trying to say here is as a leader, as a parent, as a human being, part of the way to use empathy, to deploy it well, is to practice compassion. You know, it begins with empathy, right? It has to start as an emotion, as a feeling, but then to access that higher level executive brain part, right? The cerebral cortex to get us thinking about it. So we're not just reacting, we're thinking our way through and trying to really be judicious about how best to help somebody. Because if we just react out of emotion, sometimes we do things like over-function, which we've talked about, right? We step in ways that are not particularly helpful. Yes. In in fact, that's another pitfall is that when we are feeling highly empathetic and we're not taking time to step back and think our way through it, we may, in a desire to feel better ourselves and to make the other person feel better, we may do things that don't help them very much. Yeah. And that's incredibly important. I, I love that notion of, of not stepping in. So in other words, you know, when we have to say, let's use the example of delivering bad news, you know, there's a number of pitfalls that can happen there. First of all, we can just get stuck in the emotions that we're feeling that, yeah. you know, and, and at times, you know, I think a useful exercise is the ability to be okay in difficult emotions, be able to sit yes. with them. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to own those difficult emotions or react from them. Yes. And then the second thing then is to provide resources for the other person, that they also have a responsibility here. Right. And it's their responsibility to function with the resources that you provide them and to be okay with that. And to realize that there are some times that as a leader, decisions will be made where it's not going to be feel good. <laughs> and and unfortunately, that is leadership, that there are very tough decisions which have impact. And you have to you know, resonate with the fact that you've done your best. You've been compassionate in, in acting. But at the end of the day, it is not going to be perfect. Yeah. But it is the best decision in the moment. You know, what you're really saying is, is we have to trust in the resilience of yeah. the other people to handle mm, things, exactly. right? I yeah. mean, people can handle bad news. People can yeah. handle lots of things. And yeah. to trust in their resilience is a way to call forth that kind of confidence, right? Absolutely. So, okay. Yes. So that's reminding me of kind of this basic practice that mm. we want to share with, with listeners, right? And it's about observing your mm. default tendency. So we're talking about balancing empathy with accountability, right? So each one of us has a default tendency and it's either towards comforting people who are struggling or challenging them. Think about that. Like Mm. Irvin, I think I know where you fall and you probably know where I fall on that continuum. (laughs) Our first tendency, our default is to comfort, right? Nothing wrong with that, but both are needed. Comforting people Mm. and, and challenging them is the work of leaders. Yes. You got to want check in right now with yourself. So listeners check in. Is it easier for you to challenge people to rise up, you know, to hard circumstances and to convey that trust in their ability to do so? Or is it easier for you to comfort, to empathize, to feel with? That's step number one, know where you stand there. And then two is next time somebody around you is struggling, is being challenged, Mm -hmm. check in and say, well, what is really needed here? Is it 
more challenge? Is it more comfort? Is it somewhere in between? Because if we don't ask that question, we will just go to our default. And that may not be what is most useful in the situation. Oh, I love that. I, what a great way of kind of summarizing what we've been talking about. I just, I love that distinction between comfort and challenge. I mean, I know for me, I'm clearly in the comfort uh, section of that, but then it just, you know, as someone there, then it's like, well, like what's required? I think that's a great question. What's required yeah. in this moment? Yes. Is a wonderful reflection for leaders. And at times it means getting comfortable perhaps with areas that we're uncomfortable with. And that's part of growth. And that's part of leadership. Yeah. We wish that leadership was uh, a very comfortable (laughs) thing to practice all the time. But if we're doing it really, really well, then we're often making other people a bit uncomfortable and we're also feeling that ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's been a great discussion. Uh, Hopefully you are leaving with some food for thought. And, uh, and you've got a new practice to think about as well. And today we've really tried to talk about this, this issue of empathy, which is just all around and hopefully help you see that it's a little more complex than just more is better, but rather what we've been trying to say, yes, empathy is important. However, more is often not better and it, there has to be a balance. And that balance is critically important with accountability. And an important question to ask is, are you more in the comfort zone or the challenge zone? And then maybe challenge yourself when um, you are in a situation where perhaps you have to answer with more comfort or with more challenge. So Bridget, thank you so much. It's been a fascinating discussion. Great to be with you. Yeah. And hopefully you've enjoyed this as well. If you have, please spread the word. Uh, We're new in this podcast, and we're very certain that people could benefit from some of these ideas. So if you've uh, got someone in your life who could perhaps benefit from listening to an episode, just spread the word. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, meeting you and to encountering you in the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Great being with you. Thanks, Bridget. Appreciate it. Bye-bye, guys.